Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. My goodness, you're certainly home early this afternoon. Yeah, and do you realize it's the first time I have been home by 3.30? The first time since last November. Wasn't it November? Mm, November, yes, I think so. It was right, right after we got home from Europe. Yeah. We got home in November. Grancho had this efficiency expert at the office when I got back. <laughs> Wise guy who persuaded Grancho everybody was more efficient at 7 o'clock in the morning. Well, now no, look here, yeah. <laughs> honey. Admit you're getting used to getting up early. Go on, admit it. Never. Never <laughs> oh, will I yes, admit it. Sure. I will never get used to getting up at 5.30 in the morning and staggering to the office by 7 o'clock. <laughs> and the whole great idea was that we'd all, you know, all be out by 3 in the afternoon. Yes, I know. It'd be wonderful in the summer, they said. Well, why aren't you always out at 3? Why? Because yes. business is still going on as usual with everybody else in town. Everybody else that we're doing business with, sure. then they're not up and you know their office is at any seven o'clock in the morning. For no. I tell you, my boss has, has some wacky ideas, but this one really is a Lulu. <laughs> I mean, and between you and me, he knows it's not working out, but he's too darn stiff-necked to admit it. Yeah. Well, anyhow, you are home early today, which is wonderful because you can keep an eye on Bobby. I have a committee meeting there, so. Look, one reason I'm home early is so I can finish fencing in the pen for Brownie. Well, Betsy will be home from school very shortly, and she can help watch Bobby, too. Back there she comes now. I thought I heard the school bus. Oh, honestly, look at her. Why? What's the matter? Ambling along, kicking stones, scuffing her new shoes in one hand and her mouth. Betsy! What? You know perfectly well what. Take your fingers out of your mouth. You stop biting your nails. Seems to me she's getting worse. I know it. I don't know what to do. I'll go see if Bobby's awake from his nap. I'll get him dressed, then you watch him. Now, look, I'm going to be busy with that fencing now. I I want to get it done today. If we don't get Brownie penned up and he wanders over to Cutler's place again... Where is he now, by the way? The dog's in the basement, and Betsy will help watch Bobby. Now, I'll be back about 5.30. (laughs) Betsy, for Pete's sake, when you see Daddy's hammering, don't stand right in front of him. I'm sorry, Daddy. Are you going to have the pen finished this afternoon so we can put Brownie in it? Yeah, I hope so. Never realized it was going to be such a job, I'll tell you that. Oh. Did your back hurt? Yeah. Yeah, if it hadn't been for my back, I'd probably have had this finished over the weekend. Stop biting your nails. It wasn't. Well, I don't know what else you call it. Yeah. All for Pete's sakes. You still home? I thought you'd gone to a committee meeting. Yeah, well... And why you insist on gadding around with a cold, I don't know. I'm all right. I feel a lot better today, and I'm out of the contagious stage anyhow, I think. Well, I was sort of hoping Bobby would wake up from his nap so I could get him dressed first. But he's still sleeping, and I have to leave. So, Betsy, when he wakes up, put that little white jersey on him, and there's some navy blue shorts. I laid everything out on the bed. Take your fingers out of your mouth. And don't forget, Brownie is in the basement, and if he barks to come out... You must put him on a leash, which is hanging on a hook behind the kitchen door. I guess that's everything. How are you doing? Well, I'll have it finished by the time you get back, I think. I just have to nail the fencing to each side of this glorified doghouse. Boy, <laughs> I tell you, the next time somebody offers to give us something that has been that has to be trucked 
over all right, here. All right, well, all right. I mean, all right, you, you see what? I let this I know, I let... know, but now, now let's not start that again. Um, Betsy, please. I wasn't finding my nails. I I was just scratching my chin. Oh, scratching your chin, really. Think up one new excuse after another. Oh, I knew there was something else. I have a meatloaf ready to go in the oven. Now, dear, dear, listen. Listen to me. All you have to do is take it out of the refrigerator and put it in the oven at 5 o'clock and just turn the oven to 350. 350? 350. Can you remember that now, or shall I call you from the committee meeting at 5 and remind you? No, thank you very much. You do not need to call me and remind me. I may be going around in circles this past week, or with getting cats off the roof and keeping dogs out of the neighbor's garden and chasing loose canaries around the house. But I hope I still have enough wits left to turn on an oven. All <laughs> right, dear. Wow. 3.50 now. Put it 3.50. 3.50. Yeah. As I said before, I'll be back about... Betsy, please, for Mommy, you said you'd try not to I'm do... I'm inviting Mommy. I'll be back about Yes, and then, oh my then this Mr. Cutler across the road said we had to keep Brownie in our yard or he'd report us. That it is a city ordinance. And everybody in town is supposed to keep his dog tied up or penned up but or something. But my goodness, nobody does. Do you, Anne? Oh, heavens no. I, I don't even think Spotty could stand being tied up. Well, neither can Brownie. Anyhow, I think it's cruel to tie a dog up. I think it gives them a mean disposition. I do, too. I do, too. Yes. So we're building him a pen. We're fencing in a place about 40 by 20, so there's plenty of room to run. I'm not sure he's going to like it at all. Well... <laughs> This isn't a committee meeting about our dog. I'm it doesn't seem to be a committee meeting anyhow with three of us. Where is everybody? Well, well Mabel Buckholz is coming and Marion Gardner, but they said they might be a little late. Mm. Also, Joan Schmidt and Mrs. Houston. They said they'd be here. It'd be time to go home. You'd think being chairman of this committee, Mabel at least would be on time. I guess I missed the last meeting. What are the latest developments in our attempts to improve the downtown traffic congestion. Well, I missed the last meeting, too. Were you there, Eleanor? Yes, and I think Mabel went to see the mayor and got nowhere. She said he was very charming, that he was delighted to see our women's club was taking such an interest in civic improvement. But he did not feel that this was the right time, and so forth. It's election time. Doesn't want to commit himself. I think Mabel said that the stores don't want trucks to make deliveries only at night has something to do with hiring a lot of extra people or something. Mm. I think the mayor is afraid of losing the vote of the businessmen. Mm. Well, I think the businessmen better start being afraid they're going to lose their customers. I know I'm not going to cope with that downtown traffic. Spend half an hour trying to park. In fact, yeah. I notice now, I notice now, I hardly ever go downtown. I mean, I go out here to the shopping center. You know, I, I do, too. Do. I never go downtown. Just, we, well, we warned them about that three months ago, and goodness, they got all excited. Remember? Oh, yes, they were going to do something to make the downtown easier and more attractive to shop there. Businessmen's club were frantic. They were in an uproar. They've done nothing, it seems to me. Mm. At least that's the way I figured. It's our fault. We haven't kept up the pressure. That's right. Look at us here today, three of us, and there should be 15 here. Mm. Somebody's always getting a permanent or their child has mumps. Or we're all busy spring house (laughs) cleaning, you know. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll have to... Swing in the civic action again. And please, are you biting your nails? Oh, oh dear, was I? Well, you I were. used to when I was little, and even even now sometimes I find myself 
Oh, it's just a nervous habit, I guess. I suddenly remembered I was ironing, and I wondered if I turned the iron off. Oh, I'm sure you did. Don't think about it. I'm sorry I jumped on you like that, but Betsy is driving me crazy lately, biting her nails. I don't know what to do. Believe me, there's nothing you can do. My mother tried everything, and the more she said... Take your fingers out of your mouth. Stop biting your nails. Oh, no. The more I bit them. Just what I, I read say an article time. lately on that. It said you should appeal to a child's vanity. Tell her what pretty hands she has and how much prettier they could be. Buy her a manicure set and let her wear a little pale pink polish so she's proud of the way her hands look. Oh, I tried that. Betsy just got the polish all over oh, everything. Oh, no, that doesn't work. I was always being given manicure sets. Why, Mother even put some terribly bitter stuff on my nails. I just licked it off, kept right on biting my nails. Mm. Believe me, there's nothing you can do until Betsy herself decides to stop. You know, I never had nails until a boyfriend in high school said, Gee, your hands look terrible. Why do you chew your nails? That's when I started to think. Oh, Ben. Well, I hope Betsy stops before she's in high school. It drives us just wild. It's the parents' fault, you know. Oh, yes. This article I read said that a child who grows up in a calm, quiet, easygoing family life will rarely bite her nails. But it said that where parents get excited over even small things, a child senses this, and it creates emotional insecurity. Mm. Well, I certainly think we have a calm, quiet, easygoing family life, don't you? Don't you? (laughs) (laughs) We don't? I was remembering the time about two years ago when Betsy put green dye by mistake instead of bubble bath into her daddy's bath water. And I seem to recall that daddy was hardly what you'd call calm. (laughs) Well, I think anybody has a right to get hysterical when he's dyed green. You know that for nearly three days he looked like some monster from another planet. It took that long, really. Well, just the same. While we're waiting for the other committee members, I'll find that article on nail-biting for you. Thank you, Elner. I guess I better read it. And furthermore, this article on nail-biting said that its parents both... Ah, there, by jumping Jupiter, the dog pen is finished. Fine, dear, listen. Betsy! Wait a minute, wait a minute, don't call, I wanted to tell you. This article Eleanor showed me said that a child who grows up in a calm, quiet, easygoing family life will rarely bite her nails. It said where parents get excited even over, you know, small things, a child senses this and it creates emotional instability. That's what it said. So? So, apparently we should be calmer not get excited about things. Who gets excited? Well, dear, there have been occasions when you have been... Me? Now, it's all my fault that Betsy bites her nails. I didn't say that. Of course I'm to blame, too. I just... You call me that? Oh, yeah, come here, honey. I I finished the pen. Bring Brownie. We'll we'll put him in. (laughs) Well, he's just eating his dinner now. Bobby and I were just feeding him in the basement. Oh, well, when he's finished, bring him out and put him in, huh? Daddy, but how do I put him in? <laughs> how do you put him in? What do you mean, how? Well, the fence is too high, and the dog's too heavy anyhow for me to boost him over. I mean, shouldn't there be a gate of some kind? Daddy? Oh, my goodness. I think I know what Betsy means. I know what Betsy means, too. Dear, <laughs> 
dear. Uh, no, 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 no. Keep calm, keep calm. Don't, uh, didn't you even think of making a game? Uh, I mean, we'll have to go in and out taking Brownie's food and giving him fresh water. Even I, I don't think, could reach over the fence. Uh, Betsy, uh, Betsy, uh, go uh, back. Uh, Bet, dear, uh, Betsy, go back and keep an eye on Bobby and the dog. Go on, so Bobby doesn't accidentally let Brownie out the door. Go on, dear. Go All on. right, but I'm pretty sure we need a game, Daddy. Yes, I know, I know, I know. I, dear, no. I, I never even thought of having to have a gate. I, I, I never thought of it. I, How I, are I, we going to get in and out? I, I... Well, never mind, never mind. I know it's more work than <laughs> worse things have happened, dear. <laughs> you know, I keep calm. Keep calm, dear. In fact, uh, come on in and have dinner. The meatloaf should be done by now. Did you turn the oven on at five? Uh, oh, no. I never thought of the meatloaf. Oh. I, look, I am oh. sorry. I never thought of it. I'm... <laughs> All I can say is it's a wonder I don't start uh. biting my nails, dear. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. We'll just have dinner later, that's all. The important thing, for Betsy's sake, we must be more relaxed and easygoing. More? Yes, look, I am so relaxed and easygoing, now I build a fence without a gate. Oh, I, well, not... What's <laughs> worse, a nine-year-old child points out my mistake. Well, I don't think I... You know, there's no time for a good time like comedy time, and no place else but CBS Radio to find it. Comedy time, as we hope you already know, is a likely interlude each weekday evening when Amos and Andy, Bob and Ray, and Andy Griffith make light of life and light of listening as a result. CBS Radio cordially invites you to comedy time with its familiar Amos and Andy music hall, Andy Griffith show, and the antics of Bob and Ray, Monday through Friday at this address. Part of the different sound of your station outlet of CBS Radio. The Couple Next Door stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. 